Give me a break. Give me a break. Should we do up? Me and you are hairy butt dudes. Welcome to Movie Muggin, the father and son podcast that loves helping its parents with technology. I mean, I know you don't, and I know I don't. You've never really had to help me with technology, have you? I'm not there yet. Uh, not really. I don't think I've had to help mom that much either. She's going to be more needy as time goes by than I am, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it'll be that I don't want to take the time to figure it out, and that's when I'll call you. It's not going to be a matter of I can't. It's just going to be a matter of it's just going to be fucking easier to get my son yeah. to help me with this. I remember my grandpa... <laughs> He had just gotten a new iPhone, and he hated it. And I think it was the same day they got it, he had thrown his in the trash. He did. Olivia went over there, got it out of the trash, and he decided he was going to take it back to Verizon or whatever, and mm-hmm. they'd already gotten rid of his flip phone or whatever it was that he used to have, so he had to he had to stick with it. And it wasn't just like, it wasn't a nice flip phone either. It was like trash. Yeah, like, what would cost three pennies nowadays? I think it still had the antenna you had to, it you did. Had to pull up. It did. Uh, and now he just, he fell in love with Siri. Mm-hmm. So that's still going. That's still a healthy, loving relationship between him and Siri. He asks it everything. Everything. Your grandfather also has the uh, the ringtone of, Aruga! Yeah. Aruga! It's terrible. And then he doesn't... Speaker phone speaker only. Speaker phone only. He talks oh, very loud into it. It's when he, when he gets a phone call and you're with him, <laughs> it's just very one. The ringtone startles you, <laughs> right? And two, you think a 1920s car is about to run you over because it's full volume. And then he speaks at full volume, and then he'll <sighs> like in the middle of a conversation, he'll like wonder what something is, and so he'll kind of like whisper to Siri, like pull the phone real close to him and say it, and then uh, he just, does. He talks like real low yeah. to Siri. Hey Siri, who who led the league in RBIs in 1977? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but that was a really good one. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he's probably done that one before probably. too. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack, and we are a father and son duo who love watching movies and having a conversation, but more importantly, spending quality father son time together. So, yeah. This is episode number 61. Dang. Oh. <laughs> I forgot again. Uh, I have nothing to say. Uh, I'm just 61. Fuck ever becoming a nun. Okay. The experiment of you coming up with something is officially over. Okay. So. That's fine. All right, guys. Well, you know what time it is. It's lobby time with Vincent Jack. All right, everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is time we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be watching, but we still think it's important enough to warrant some airtime. Um, so on social media the other day, somebody posted that Costco's out of toilet paper again. Mm-hmm. So we, we happen to live in a state that's going in the wrong direction because our leadership is fucking stupid. And... Um, yeah, it's a thing. We uh, we thought, you know what? We better go to Costco and, and get some toilet paper. So we get there, and the line is out the door and around the corner. 
before they're open. And when they open, we go in and everybody goes straight back to the toilet paper. Damn. And so we, we got some toilet paper. Not We didn't get barrelfuls. I mean, well, I wasn't there. No, but. you were only allowed to get like one. I'm like, glad that they changed that yeah, crap. But here we go again, man. We're, we're going right back to where we were like in fucking March or something where the, the shelves are going to start running out of everything. And, and it got me to thinking... And I know, um, I know Gary has one, and I know one of the one of our uh, podcasting friends has a, has one. A bidet is that something we need to invest in? No. Why not? I've tried one. I'd, uh, not that I know Gary, but I've been over to where he lives, and uh, <laughs> and they just gotten one, and they all talked about how good it was, and I guess they're just bald. <laughs> Because it doesn't work. I put it... Like, they were telling me I wasn't doing it right. They're like, put it in full blast. Were they in there with you? No. Okay. They just told me you had to put it on full force and let it be like that for a while. And so I'm like, okay, I've been doing that. And you kind of move up and down so it gets your whole butt crack and whole area. And then you're supposed to... Like, toilet paper only becomes a need to dry, they said. I wipe... All my shit is still on the wipe. It, it doesn't do anything but make your butthole wet. At least the one they had, but I don't really want to spend more than like 30 bucks on a bidet. Well, so hold on. It's not like in like a like a showerhead wand type thing. It's like you, No, you, you like, like turn a lever thing. And you like hover over it and it just... It, it's, it's built... It's in the toilet. And so it's like in the bowl, I'm pretty sure. Like like a fountain down at the city hall? It's like a, it's like a water fountain. You push the button and the water comes out. Like straight up at your butt. It's like in an arc. So like, I, I, it was a couple of years ago, but there's the different power levels. There's all the different buttons on it. I didn't really look into any of it. <laughs> I'm sure there's some that have like those... Um, Get your prostate milked at the same time as you're wiping. But it, it was like, you could do it on different powers so like if you barely put it on it's just trickling into the like into the water but i like you can turn it on super high and if you get off the toilet it'll be hitting the wall (laughs) like it's they'll go pretty good but it didn't do anything for me it was like like taking a the dullest machete to the jungle (laughs) (laughs) and i guess and I, i i don't know i guess that's what it had to have been my my butt hair then got wet, which then made it more solid and clumped together, which then formed a tremendous wall. A hedge of protection. Yeah, a hedge <laughs> of protection. I, I guess that has to be what happened. And me and you are hairy butt dudes. Yeah. I've seen your butt one time, and I never forgot. I must have been, what, six or seven years old? And <laughs> we, uh, uh, one of our bathrooms in the shower... It's one of the ones with like the sort of opaque door. It's frosted. Yeah, frosted door, and you <laughs> you press your butt against it when I was in there. For I, I don't know. I think my mom was in there too. Whatever. But I I ha- permanently have that image like laser etched into my brain. Mm-hmm. So I know you have a hairy butt too. And I do. So we'd have to probably get a luxury one. I I almost feel like I want to try one. You you do. Because, Who wouldn't want to? Well. I, I think maybe certainly we're not the only people with hairy asses on this planet. No. There's got to be something there that could help us. Yeah. Because there has to be some sort of setting I didn't look at. Because like sometimes the bushwhacker setting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I wipe so many times and we even use wet wipes, flushable wet wipes. 
Because our butts will get raw. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like wiping and wiping, and, and it just, it's like continual. And it's like there's it's, no end. It's like there's a blooper for a show called Parks and Rec or Recreation with Chris Pratt. And uh, <laughs> he was talking about how he's, there's like a brown marker <laughs> at his uh, butthole or butt crack or whatever. Like and a magic just, marker. You can that... keep wiping and wiping and wiping. That's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> and it so, never stops. So I, I feel like. I feel like I want to get one or try one. Do, do you have to buy a toilet with one, or is it no. just an accessory it, you can like buy? It's like basically what it looks like is so so you're sitting down, and there's like, I'm not talking about the side of it as in on the tank, but like on the base of the toilet. You would like attach this thing. It doesn't look like a TV remote, but it's kind of like a TV remote. There's the different settings and all that. And then there's you attach the the same hose that puts water in the toilet to it. So it uses that same water. And like, I don't know, there's this, the control panel right, of asleep. the mothership that has a hose attached to it. I don't know how to describe it. I've I, used one like three times. Obviously, that was a terrible I, description. And you just, I can't believe you've never looked up what they look like. No, I haven't, but I'm gonna, because and, I feel like that's gonna be a necessity before too long. Can you just go down to like Lowe's or Home Depot? And maybe. Pick maybe. One up? Uh, I feel like the day's coming where it's just going to be smarter to get a bidet so I don't yeah. have to fucking fight people like it's Black Friday at Toys R Us for, for toilet paper. But it's not complicated. It's not a big old piece. Yeah. Just think remote control with like a hose adapter thing so it can use the same water as the toilet to squirt your butthole. I'm going to get a Bluetooth one where I can just what? do it from my phone. And then when you're Instead in there, of just touching a oh, and then when you're in there just <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to pinch one out, um, just fucking or, or squirt a laser hole through my log that's currently yeah. coming out, <laughs> or while you're sitting down to pee, like I know you do. We'll just <laughs> gross. I seriously, I'm this. This is not a joke. I I am gonna look into yeah bidets, and I just I want to experiment. I do. I want to see if it can work for me. It probably can. They're I mean, just, they need some extra attachment for for guys like me and you, though. And, I'm sure they I'm, have. I'm one. guessing they have one. Maybe they like, have the power, powerful. You, we we would definitely have to get the Danny Trejo version <laughs> of a day. A nice machete. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, we've been talking about this way too long. So, uh, got anything else for the lobby? No. Nope. All right, guys. Well, let's head on back to the podcast studio slash viewing room, and I will unveil today's movie. All right, today's movie came out in 1999. Cool. It, Sounds good. It is rated R. All right. It got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sheesh. 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb, and 83% of Google users like this movie. So it passed all three tests. Mm-hmm. It is one hour and 54 minutes long. Okay. Let's see what the Mormon mothers had to say about it. A man is pistol whipped. A man is punched. A man is punched three times. A man is hit with the butt of a rifle. A man is tackled to the ground. A man is beaten. A man is shot in the arm. No blood. A man is shot many times. A man is shot. Wow. <laughs> well, that's a good bit of information, because now I know that, like, half of the cast is men. So could, that really narrows it down. It could be the same man, though. No. He <laughs> gets <laughs> shot several times, gets shot in the arm, gets... Pistol whipped, gets punched. I mean, I guess if it's like, if this is one of those movies where there's just one main badass guy, like a Liam Neeson taken, well, this, but he gets filled with lead. 
This movie is called The Man Who Had a Terrible Day. Uh, <laughs> at first, I was like, wait a minute. This movie is called Three Kings. I've heard the title, but Have that's you it. really? No, you're thinking of the Christmas song. That's the wise men, right? We three kings about a river. Probably. <laughs> Westward heating, still repeating. No. You know that song. <laughs> that was so bad. Most of the Christmas songs, uh, forgive me, everybody, suck no, fucking cock. You They're... suck fucking cock. That is bullshit. Holly Jolly Christmas is top tier. What what else? Dude, there are so many great classic Christmas songs. Fucking Nat King Cole, Chestnuts Roasting on the Open Fire. Okay. You got Rocking Around I the Christmas Tree, Brenda that. Lee. You got fucking the, the Andrews Sisters with Bing Crosby doing Jingle Bells. You got fucking White Christmas, Bing Crosby. Christmas music is awesome. Maybe. You got Christmas rapping by the waitresses. Wait. Mm-hmm. What? That's good stuff, man. I've never even... Well, you're telling me a bunch of things I haven't heard, so you that's got, your failure as a parent that when decorating the tree that Alvin and the Chipmunks has played before. You know I, what? I know none of us in the house like it. I don't know why it's Because you were a kid, and I like downloaded like <sighs> 900 Christmas songs off Napster and put them on like four CDs, <laughs> and we just played that all the time. Yeah. Good stuff, man. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. That's terrible. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. That's also yeah, terrible. Yeah, that song sucks. I the Mariah that. Carey. Dude, all I want for Christmas is you. That is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can sing. I do love that song. I do love that song. Yeah, fucking Last Christmas by Wham. Dude, you, you need oh, to... Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, you need to fucking cool your jets over there because... Uh, most of it sucks. That is not true at uh, all. I took out sucks cock. Most of it sucks. I disagree. I disagree. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's take a movie mug and pause. And we are back after watching 1999's Three Kings. Yep. <laughs> there you go, man. That's, that yup is going to become iconic, because I think it's in every episode. All right. Um, let me just go ahead and give it the 50-cent tour. And you're in luck, because this happened to be a movie that was reviewed in the very now famous Vince's Movie Review Book, which is available in paperback and hardback. Or how much? Or a three-ring binder what about, folder. What about how many signed copies are there? And is are they put out like golden tickets from Willy Wonka? Just one of them will have it. You don't get to know until you buy it. So you got to buy like 13 copies and maybe the 14th will have it. No, but that's a great idea. It is a great idea. That's, that's great idea. money moves right there. Right? Mogul moves. Nice, man. Thank you. All right, so the storyline is that the Gulf War just ended, and in all the chaos, a few soldiers decide to go steal Saddam's gold. Things don't go as they planned, and they get kind of sidetracked. I could not believe that things didn't go as planned. That's my 50-cent tour, and that sums it up pretty well, but let's see what the internet has to say. Just after the end of the Gulf War, four American soldiers decide to steal a cache of Saddam Hussein's hidden gold. Led by cynical Sergeant Major Archie Gates, which is played by the dreamy George Clooney. Mm -hmm. Three of the men are rescued by rebels, but Sergeant Troy Barlow, played by Marky Mark Wahlberg, is captured and tortured by Iraqi intelligence. The Iraqi rebels beg for the American trio to help fight against the impending arrival of Hussein's elite guard. The men agree to fight in return for help rescuing Troy. Also Ice Cube. Yeah, Ice Cube. So... George Clooney, Marky Mark, and Ice Cube. And some other guy. 
Well, but a pretty good trio of, of characters there. Big names. Big names, indeed. Uh, I want to ask your initial thoughts on the movie because I have a feeling you didn't like it. Uh, I would say the last third was the best part. I was basically checked out very soon. Uh, the beginning was terrible, I thought. I really didn't enjoy it. I, th- It was just all over the place, kind of, and not really fun to watch all over the place. Like, I don't know, like, one second they're partying and crazy shit's going on. Because the war's over and they're happy. The, the war just ended. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, I just didn't like the first hour 15 of the movie or something close to that. I'm really bad at estimating. It was rough. It was slow. Not just because it was slow. I just didn't like what was going on either, really. And I, I thought a lot of things were really fucking dumb that they were doing. Like, yeah, there was a ceasefire, but they're only carrying pistols when there's four of them and, and a massive amount of Iraqi soldier guard guys who have served Saddam. But even if there's a ceasefire and there's four of us and there's a bunch of fucking guys with AKs, you're going to put yourself at that big of a disadvantage. So here's how the first Iraq war went. Saddam talks major shit, major shit, major shit. The U.S. comes, starts annihilating them, and the Iraqi soldiers basically put their hands in the air. They were done. They wanted no part of the U.S. military. So while it doesn't make sense that they would go in there with not much, at the same time, they knew they were invincible. Like, like you walk up to an Iraqi soldier, they're going to wet their pants and throw their weapons down. That's pretty much how it went. And you saw that they weren't quick to engage at all. They, they like, didn't want really any part of going up. Even if it yeah. was the three or four Americans, they, also, they knew the cavalry was right behind them and could come in at any time and just fucking annihilate them. They didn't know what was going on. It's not comfortable to me. Even if you're no, it practically immortal in the position you're in, why chance it? It, yeah. Why chance it? I agree. It was it was tense. So they go and they find the gold and uh, they start loading up all the gun. It's a fucking shit ton of gold. Yeah. And they've commandeered like a big uh, ice cream truck looking thing and then the mm-hmm. Humvee and they just fill it up and they're about to leave and there's all these Iraqi people who have been tortured and they like know the refugees. They know as soon as they leave that these soldiers are going to start torturing them again and they're like, wait. We got to do the right thing here. And Marky Mark's like, fuck these people. Let's just go. But Clooney's not having it. Mm -hmm. And he's having a hard time. He's wanting to do the right thing. And then one of the Iraqi guards shoots a lady in the head. And he's like, all right, it's on now. Yeah. And basically, they end up fucking killing most of the Iraqi guards. And then they have all these people who are like, now, as soon as the other guards come back, they're going to kill us all. And so they end up taking all them. And sure enough, a tank shows up, and they start shooting shit at them. And it's and not a very good dismount, for lack of a no, escape, I no, would it's say. not. And then Troy gets captured. He's played by Marky Mark. And then they have to go back and get them. And then they make a deal. They're going to give this gold, and they're going to get all these refugees across the Iranian border, and which they do in the end. But can we just say that the Americans were kind of terrible people? Uh, what do you mean? Well, like they. For, like what happened well, in the war? No, 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 no. For like for a lot of the movie, they were like, fuck all these Iraqi people. We're just getting the gold. They were all about that at the beginning. And they were, you know, they they lied to people so they could end up getting the cars. They were like, George Bush is coming. And just a little history lesson, we kicked their ass, but we didn't take out Saddam. And the Iraqis Which is dumb. It was dumb. The Iraqi people thought that the Americans were gonna come in and just clean house and take care of Saddam. 
and we George, left them high and dry. Yep, George Bush didn't do that. When and, I say we, well, I, he, I don't want to be lumped into all the stupid shit. Like those four soldiers in this movie, they got lumped into all that crap. Like there's one scene where Marky Mark's being tortured by a guy after he got captured, and the guy's talking about how the bombs that America dropped. Like took his wife's legs and the debris crushed his one-year-old son while he slept, and he lumped him in with that. I mean, he is an American soldier, mm-hmm. but he he was a staff sergeant or something. Like he has no say in that crap, and so he really shouldn't be held at fault. But it's also how can you not in that in the torturer guy's position? Mm-hmm. How can you not hold him at fault? He's the enemy. So I understand the point of view, and that's probably what I would have felt like in his situation. But that would be such a bad feeling, especially as Marky Mark when you're already tied to a chair, and I think he was electrocuted before that point. Mm -hmm. So then you got to know that this guy hates your guts fully. Then at the end when George Clooney rescued him, he gave the gun to Marky Mark to shoot his torturer, Mm -hmm. and he didn't. He shot like... Six bullets right next to his head. And I think... Gave him the stare, and then they left. Yeah, and I think it's because they kind of had that common ground of being fathers, and he kind of felt for him that his wife was killed mm-hmm. or lost her legs, and, and his the dude's son. son was killed. But at the same time, it's like, you fucking tortured me. You poured oil down my throat. You yeah. shocked me several times. And I'm not going to have some fucking Saving Private Ryan where we let the guy go, and then he's going to come back and, and I think you end it. You I mean... I mean, I'm sure he wasn't the only one taking care of his wife after what happened to her. And, I mean, his son is gone. Just put him out of his He's misery. been an asshole, yeah. <laughs> Just go ahead and move uh, your gun over a few inches to the left and uh, put that clip in his head. So when you you first saw Marky Mark in it... and I you, thought it was going to be a comedy movie. Really? I did. And then you saw Clooney. And then I thought... Another big name. I've only ever seen him in Oceans. I think just one of the Oceans mm-hmm. movies because I've never seen any others. When you saw Ice Cube, were you like, damn? I was like, what? Because I think it just such a weird cast. It was kind of a weird trio. And I mean, Marky Mark to me is not... I don't think of... I don't know. He, was a, he has a serious acting role in many movies... Like, Boogie Nights is even serious. He's not a soldier to me. He seems too much like a douchebag, party boy style guy. So, I mean, I guess they got that right. But this, I'm not saying I had any grievances with him being in the movie, but it just, he's not a soldier to me. He's actually played soldiers in multiple movies. He, I, I guess it doesn't surprise me. He's, he's obviously ripped in literally every movie he ever does. So, I mean, why wouldn't they put him as a soldier? And he's a good actor. So so here's my opinion on Marky Mark. He's not that great of an actor. I know you don't love him. He's tolerable. Like Boogie Nights, I think he was perfect for that. I do too. Other than that, meh. I could do without him. That's true. Like some people, they become who they are in the movie, I guess. And for me, he's always, it's just Marky Mark on the screen. It's just, he's Mark Wahlberg. He's not <laughs> Troy. He's not... The other people that he plays, he's always, I just always see him as Marky Mark, the actor that he is instead of the character, where George Clooney, I see him as Danny yeah. Oceans. Or that's that's kind of true. Mm-hmm. Marky Mark's just always Marky Mark to me. That's that's has a, that's a very solid point. I think his brother's a better actor, Don, Donnie Wahlberg. 
I don't know if I've ever seen him. He was in um, Band of Brothers. He was, uh, I, think I know you love that. So, oh yeah, it's one of my all-time favorites. But here's the thing. I used to love this movie. Like when I first saw this movie, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. And watching it today, I was like, motherfucker, man. <laughs> I picked another movie that it Jack was kind probably of doesn't weak. like. It was kind of weak. It, it wasn't a, like a terrible or bad movie even. It was just weak. It felt forever long, too. It, it did. It dragged on. Uh, but I want to touch on another thing. Uh, that I was just saying a second ago. I don't really see Tom Hanks as a soldier either, but he was great for Saving Private Ryan. What is Tom Hanks not great in? I I don't think I've ever seen a movie where I was like, damn, Tom Hanks did a bad job. And you won't. I don't think I will either. You know, he was on Happy Days. I know you don't really know much about Happy Days, but he played like a karate bully on happy days he wanted to fight the fawns how old was he you got to look it up sometime i don't know maybe early 20s or something like that yeah watch that and you won't be as impressed with him but he's fucking great in everything man he's a fucking national treasure he he really is i mean of course forrest gump Mm -hmm. uh whatever that um lost it seem well cast away that's not what i was originally trying to say captain phillips yeah that one that's the one i was thinking of he's great in everything he really he really is and I mean that thing you do. He was awesome in that. I don't remember that movie. He was their manager. Oh, we're gonna watch that. Yeah, I know. Uh, 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 uh. Are you okay? <laughs> Why are you holding one ear? Because <laughs> I've been trained to do that, pretending like you got like the earpiece set in, and you're hitting that really high note in the studio. You know, it's funny whenever... Because you've always done that. <laughs> as long as I can remember, if there's a song with a high note in it and you know the words, <laughs> you sing along and you do the thing with your ear. Even yeah. with like Mariah Carey, you would do it. <laughs> even though you can't hit the note that she can. But <laughs> so I, I, that was instinctual. I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> but of, I did it. One of the things I really like to do I'm is like when I hear a commercial jingle, like I think... So for some people, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be this great singer and stuff. And they end up doing commercial jingles, which, I mean, I come do. on, do, do you really want to oh. tell people that I, you know, I do commercial jingles? But like I, the claim I always, to fame thing. I always picture them just really giving it their all, like in a booth with that one finger in their ear, like, fresh goes better, Mentos freshness. Fresh goes better with mantles fresh and full of life. They got like one finger pointing. <laughs> yeah, as the note got higher, your finger went higher too. Yep. I wish y'all could have seen that. That was perfect. Yeah, it was. You're right. <laughs> and his like his brow is like furrowed and like I don't know. I, think I was that's giving it my word. all. That's you what know, they do. A really corny, like really trying hard to sing perfectly uh-huh. face. Yep. And with the the corny motions of you're a little bit overconfident. None of the commercial jingles are really, like, that good. No, right? they're not. They're not very well sung. But these people, you picture them trying super hard mm-hmm. <laughs> with, like, a mediocre outcome. And they're all pissed off. No, and, and they're all like, no, t- let's do it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> I can do better. What about that, uh, the one for, was it, I think it was Dickie's Barbecue, the kids eat free on Sunday, oh. and free ice cream, too. That was that was like somebody's daughter. Though. We made a joke, and you were saying that like one of the like the director's daughter, like he got her put into it or whatever. I mean, can't you just imagine, like, like the people auditioning for like Kit Kat bar or something like that? Oh. It's like, all right, come on in. Uh, let's let's see what you got. Give me a break. Give me a break. Should we do? I wish. 
I really wish. Was that actually how the commercials used to sound? Because <laughs> that, I mean, it sounded legit to me. Oh, you never heard "Give me a break, give me a break" of that Kit Kat bar? Well, Don't I you know, remember Andy from that's the, office? the only reason I've ever heard that. I've as long as I've been alive, I think the Kit Kat commercials have been just god awful. The it's terrible. All it is is the bars breaking over and over in a shitty rhythm, and then it's like, like, isn't part of it like the mmm, 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 like after they take a bite? I don't like, know. Like the commercials are just horrible. But you I remember hate commercials? Them. Yeah, but you know some commercials <laughs> it, they're so terrible that you remember them. Yeah. Yep. I will never use Progressive. I think I'm. I actually were we using actually that do now. use Progressive, but I mean, and it's because of Jamie and Flo. Would I rather we, we love them? Would I rather? Shoot the guy in the head who just tortured me and electrocuted oh, me, or careful. Flo and Jamie. Yeah, like, all right. How good's Progressive Life Insurance? Flo? <laughs> yeah. Bow. 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 <laughs> You're next, Jamie. Or I wish I could make. You might not remember this, but uh, I don't remember his name again. He was an asshole in Step Brothers. He was like, yep. I don't know his name either. Rob Riggle. Yes, Rob Riggle. <laughs> like, pow, pow. like the the pow he did mm-hmm. was so perfect look brennan here's the thing it's the catalina fucking wine mixer okay pow! are you saying pow what are you saying pow! but I, I wish i could do that noise <laughs> it was just like that was perfect honestly practice makes perfect you put ten thousand hours in it and you'll be an expert all right favorite parts oh shit i had one but and I really, really liked when Ice Cube threw uh, like a foam Nerf football with C4 attached to it at a helicopter and blew it up. That was really cool. Um, I'm glad you liked that. I was worried that by then you'd be like, that was so cheesy. No, I, I, that part I really liked. Uh, there was the part that made me the most tense, I'll tell you, is as they're running, running away after they got all the gold and everything goes wrong, uh, Saddam's soldiers started shooting out, uh, you called it C2 gas? CS. CS gas, which is just tear gas I learned yeah. during that movie, uh, raining it down on them. So then it was hard to see because it was all foggy and also you're on tear gas. Well, that made it sound like a drug, but whatever. But they're also in the middle of like a mine and cluster bomb field. Yep. And so if there's so many close calls with people almost stepping on it and they... They keep showing it to you when you least want to know that it's there. Little kids running. Yeah, little kids running, and who was it? Mark Wahlberg chased them mm-hmm. and picked them up, and then there was just uh, one of the refugee ladies. She was, like, screaming because tear gas was terrible, and it looked like she was going to step on one just because she was a wild card. You don't know if she's going to go run off and then... And she was delirious and, and then get shocked. And get destroyed, yeah. And then it was just... What happened there was just so tense. And then some other guys who aren't with the U.S. military come out wearing gas masks. You don't know what's going to happen. The U.S. guys are completely out of control. Well, as in they don't have any control over mm-hmm. what's going on. They're debilitated. And But it turns out those guys were good. They were part of the resistance, and they kind of rescued them. They reminded me of, like, sand people. They just kind of yeah. came out with these masks on and carried people off into their cave. They had the gas mask where there's the long tube and then the filter at the bottom. Those are old gas so masks, the, yeah. They're freaky looking. 
they're real freaky looking. They are freaky looking. But I like it. It's mm-hmm. like badass freaky looking. <laughs> it, it's like they had like a little elephant trunk yeah. with like a filter at the bottom of it or something like that. I don't know. Those things are just cool looking. I don't I don't think they're probably really as functional today as they used to be. So top notch or whatever. One of the things about Saddam is he gassed his own people. Like He's there, crazy. there were different ethnic groups in Iraq. And I, he, like he used the, what's yeah. called sarin gas and just killed tons and tons of people. So when the U.S. was going to invade Iraq, that was the big thing, was we're going to get gassed. we got to watch out for the chemical weapons and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I was in the military at the time, and so we practiced all the time, and it's called Mop 4 gear. And so you like you put on your, your mask. That's only, that's only one part of it. After that, you have this special gear you got to wear that's down to these rubber things that you put on your over your boots and gloves, and you're basically supposed to be all sealed up. Like a hazmat suit kind of? Kind of. Getting in those masks and staying in those masks for long periods of time fucking sucks. You can't shoot. You have to cock your head, and you have to turn your weapon a certain way to, mm. to even be able to shoot because of where the eye holes are. It... Um, I, I just I feel for anybody who had to go there and just be mask on so often because they shot missiles at the U.S. all the time and it was always is this one going to have gas in it is this one going to have gas in it and so I think a lot of the soldiers were probably not in Mop Four gear but had their mask on probably all the fucking time yeah and those things sucked you had to have like a special straw on it to where you could drink out of the top of your canteen it was all like Loctite and stuff like that like. I, I can't imagine how awful that, that must have been. Now, I did get to go in the gas chamber before, and I've had people throw CS gas at me before in the military, and you learn how to get your mask on really, really quick. <laughs> really, really quick. It's always by your side, and you practice it all the time. That CS gas, it um, it sucks. It it opens up your sinuses. You're, you're dripping fluid from, from everything. Just snot coming out, coming saliva coming out of your mouth. <laughs> you said it. It opens up everything. You're dripping out of everything. I mean, I felt like it. I felt like maybe it was coming out of my ears and out of my junk, and who knows, man. But it was... <laughs> Your butt. It was some shit. It was some shit. Um, my favorite part was, at the end, they got all these cars that Saddam had stolen that from awesome. Kuwait, and so you got, like, Bentleys and Rolls Royce and Mercedes and Infinities and stuff like that, and a limousine, and they drive it, pretending Saddam's coming, so all they, the Iraqi guard will run away, and they did. A couple of them didn't leave. And one of them was shooting at one of the soldiers, and he shot an RPG at the car, and the car blows up right as the guy's diving, and it's just such the a perfect, kick-ass shot. Yeah, um, Power Rangers moment. The car's exploding, and he's diving forward, and it's in slow motion. It's just a really great visual, and and that's that was my favorite part. That was awesome. All right, bucket of chicken time. Uh, I think George Clooney's character, uh, Archie Gates, mm-hmm. he was. He was awesome. And at one point, I think, yeah, so they were going to go save Marky Mark. It was Ice Cube, the hillbilly guy. He's from Texas. Come on. Well, he was racist and didn't have a high school education. He was so pretty what, stupid. People who uh, are in those two categories, what what do you call them? Either hillbilly or redneck. He was a redneck. He. I mean, is there a difference? There ain't like hillbillies, like that's Virginia and West Virginia oh, well, and he's a Tennessee man. and Kentucky. Gosh. Shout out to all our Tennessee and West Virginia mm-hmm. listeners out there. But not Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said it and then didn't say shout out to them. So. I forgot. Shout out to Kentucky. Uh, what about the other one you Tennessee, said? Tennessee, 
<laughs> you already said that. And all the hillbilly nation. Yeah. And Hank Williams the third is king. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Ice Cube, Redneck, and George Clooney. Uh Redneck was already kind of hurt from uh the minefield thing when they were running earlier that we talked about. Hey, he lost an eye, it looked like. Yeah, because he jumped out of his car right as it went over a landmine. And so, yeah, that happened. And so George Clooney was like, y'all have been through enough. Y'all need to go. This was my decision. I've kind of set this plan in motion. Don't come with me. I'll save Marky Mark. Y'all can forget about that this ever happened. And then they're both like, nah. So that just shows that George Clooney never once put the blame on other people that he realized that really everything that happened was because of him. And they were going to go do it anyway, but still. They couldn't have done it without Clooney either. Yeah, it it showed that he wasn't just some asshole. And, I mean, he was really selfless in a lot of the parts, and I thought that that was really good. And I think that's very necessary. And I'm not a soldier, never have been, never will be. But I think that selflessness is a very necessary thing to have as a higher-ranked soldier, when you have people under you. Yeah, yeah. So, isn't he a handsome man? Uh, well, he's dreamy. As, it, I uh, mean... Was it IMDb put it like that? No, that was me. Oh, I thought <laughs> I thought you were reading off their thing. I was I reading thought, out of my book. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Uh, yeah. He's... He, it, how old is he? I don't know. He's, he's like... I'm one about of the, to look it up. He has gray hair, and he looks to be about your age. I mean, he's... I think he might be in my Man Crush Monday. Oh my gosh. How old do you think he is? I mean, I'm 51. I feel like we're fairly close. He's 59. Is he really? Yeah. Well, he was a lot younger in this movie. This came out in 99. Well, still, but so if he's eight years older than you, uh, this movie, I'm not doing math. Me either. (laughs) uh, Basically 20 years ago. Yeah. So he's 39. So yeah, so he's 39 there. He looked, he had gray hair for a long time Mm -hmm. then. But he wears it well. And this picture they have of him here, he doesn't look as good, but he's also almost 60 fucking years old. Like, I don't expect 60-year-old people to look very dashing and handsome. Yeah, he obviously... Like they, they've already been fucking through everything, so they don't have to be. <laughs> That's how I feel. He, he definitely hasn't done meth. We know that about no, him. No, no. I think he's just He just a, looks too damn good. He's just a naturally handsome man. Yeah, he which, takes after me. <laughs> we'll see what you look like at 59 or 39. Yeah, 39, I don't know. You'll still be living here, so I'll... (laughs) Okay. All right, so my bucket of chicken, you know, it's hard when Ice Cube's in a movie not to give it to Ice Cube because the the retaliation factor and the intimidation and, you know, he's fucking Ice Cube. So therefore, you're not going to give it to him because you didn't give it to him outright. No, I got to give it to George Clooney. Um, He was so good. Yeah, and and dreamy. (laughs) Since we were talking about it earlier of who makes a good soldier and who doesn't, Ice Cube, your thoughts? Yes. Yes. He makes course. a good soldier. He does. He really does. What role would he not do well in? I mean, I would have said in the kids' movie, mm-hmm. but he did pretty good. I liked him in Are We There Yet? I mean, granted, I haven't seen that movie in many years. It's on my list. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> uh, man. I mean, he played a cop in 21 Jump Street. He was really good at that. I was thinking maybe not a football player, but then I imagined him as a football player, and I'm like, damn. Like, he would be the one saying some hype shit 
mm-hmm. in the in the the huddle. He would be like pumping everybody up. Or a football coach. He'd be great as a football coach too. <sighs> soccer player. No. <laughs> He's not built like a soccer player. Pretending he got shot when somebody barely touches his foot yeah. and rolling around. Uh, yeah, I think can, I mean, can you see him in like short soccer shorts with uh, with shin guards on? <laughs> like I just think he's just like he's not fat, but he's just too big. Mm-hmm. He's like, fat with a pH. Soccer players are like have are born with a six pack and everything. Like I, I don't think I've ever seen uh, as MLS Major League, yeah, Major League Soccer on TV where there was anybody that remotely looked like they had over 1% body fat well, on there. they, like, run 50 miles a game and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that, too. And, and they're professionals. He just doesn't... Maybe if it's in, like, an adult soccer team version of, like, kicking and screaming, where it's, like, this dysfunctional adult soccer team trying to win. But oh, fuck otherwise, man. no. Speak, speaking of soccer teams, the I, I coached Jack's teams growing up, yeah. and there for a while... We kicked everybody's ass. When I was like four and five years old, right? No, no. We're on up to about like eight. Because I played from when I was four till I was 11. We slaughtered everybody. And then slowly, one by one, we started losing our really good players. And replacing them with very bad players. Oh, my gosh. I, the yeah. most frustrating experience for you and for me, because I know I've seen the glory days. I was there for it. And I, then we <laughs> replace all our talent with really bad soccer players with that don't even like one of them couldn't even run straight like we nope. think he needed glasses he needed more than that he would swing one arm and he yeah. would run sideways remember, while trying to go straight and just, if he did get to the ball he wasn't going to do much with it and we had that big tall blonde guy remember who first, was apparently a star in baseball should have fucking stayed first practice he's big and i thought okay good this guy's gonna have a good foot i can put him on defense he could not kick a ball. Mm-mm. He would run up to it, and he just couldn't do it. It's like a little stutter step kick. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And just we kept getting terrible and terrible kids. And At least you didn't get the, the torture guy's wife. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Score time. <laughs> uh... Man, my just like many other times on this couch, my score for some movies has just fluctuates greatly throughout my watching experience. So from like a thirty to like, man, this is gonna be like like Gladiator, another movie that's supposed to be a masterpiece that's not, and I'm gonna end up failing it. I disagree. And then it went straight to, I think I'm gonna give this a bare minimum seventy. But then we've been talking about it. I'm looking back. I I did I like the action scenes a lot. I mean, it was just it was slow, but it didn't feel like it was so slow. Ten seconds. Huh? I'm just counting down the time for you. You have ten seconds to tell me what your score is. I'll give it a seventy-five. Okay, that's I think that's a really good score. Um, I mean, I I feel bad that I gave Gladiator worse than this when this movie was worse than Gladiator, but. Can't compare, like we say, individual scores of how we're feeling. I R.I.P. Gladiator. Like this movie, when it came out, me and Olivia really, really liked it. I bought the DVD of it, but watching it today is like... It was lackluster. That's a good word for it. It was lackluster. There were some really cool parts, and but it just, overall, I didn't, I didn't love it. 
and uh, I'm 76. And I, I'm kind of thinking, uh, that's a good score, right by mine. Mm-hmm. I was debating between 75 and 76, actually. But I feel like this movie, there wasn't very many flashy effects or anything like there are in some other war movies, like Crazy Fiery Explosions, which there was a couple. But I feel like this might have been a movie supposed to be more driven by the story. Yes. It, it is very powerful of a story. Soldiers saving refugees, and it's also cool, like they're stealing gold from a fucking ruthless dictator. But at the same time, how powerful that move or that story sounds in your head, it wasn't very grand. The story was supposed to carry the movie, but it didn't. Yeah, my very first line in Vince's movie reviews, which is available at all your Barnes and Nobles, mm-hmm. it says this was one of those movies with a good storyline. What about your bucket of chicken and your score? My bucket of chicken went to the director, David O. Russell, for his style of movie making. Because I thought it was put together well. I like the effects that were in this because they did have some really cool, like where it sped up or it slowed down. The very, or, very choppy slow motion. I did like that in this movie, And there, there was a there was a, um, a scene where the clouds are moving really fast over their heads. Yeah. There was just like some cool shit that he threw in there that I thought made the movie better, like the movie making style. And that's why I gave him my bucket of chicken. You know, one thing this movie did not have, which I was thankful for, there wasn't any cliche bullshit in this. That's true. You know, a lot of war movies, especially if you see something with Marky Mark in mm. it. And I didn't really think there was anything. It was like, okay, the fucking Hollywood cliche bullshit. I thought one thing just now, whenever Marky Mark got rescued there was the helicopter there that got blown up, or blowed up, yeah. Uh, it had just shot a bunch of people, and they were looking for the redneck guy. And he was hiding under a dead body that got shot and fell on him. And he was, like, looking at Marky Mark and didn't realize it was him. But then he ends up getting out from under the dead body and walking or, like, running towards Marky Mark and being like, dude, we're looking for you, man. And it was like none of the four guys had died yet and and you knew it wasn't called four kings yeah that's true the feelings were too good they just destroyed what they thought was all the enemies but we knew that there were two guys in bushes but it, it that was a little bit cliche the everything's going super good so something really fucking bad happens and he got shot you feel it coming like you you know i feel this it is coming. that's such a good song i feel it coming man you're not doing your hand? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Man, the weekend can fucking sing. Yeah. And right. I think he was homeless. What? He was homeless. Okay. You didn't know that? No. He was homeless. And then I think somehow some sort of... he. I think it was kind of... Uh, that would be pulling it out of my ass. I'm hoping that it was like that golden voice guy. You remember that? Mm-hmm. There's some people on... Like a DJ. There, there's some people on a road, and there's a guy with the cardboard sign... And he goes to their window, and he talks in the most golden, like, radio voice. And then he he got his life turned around from that because that video got passed around so much. And I I would hope that's how the weekend was. Went up to someone's car and was like, I need some money. It was was perfect. I need some money, babe. (laughs) Yeah. Roll down your window, please. Give me a dollar now. I don't think that's how it went, but I, I hope it was a cool story. Cool of like having the golden singing voice and then getting picked up and then being wildly successful. You do know the only one who didn't get shot in this was motherfucking Ice Cube. True, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Fucking six foot tall and bulletproof, man. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck with Q, man. They probably yeah. didn't even shoot at him. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> they never seen a gangster before over nope. in Iraq. Nope. <laughs> Q's <laughs> reputation preceded him in Iraq. He's legendary. They, they like... Oh shit! They wouldn't even put him in in their sights. I hope, let's make his day a good day, because I don't want him to use an AK. The second time I made that joke, it, reference know, to that song, still works. Yeah, it does. All right, got anything else? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to episode number sixty-one of Movie Muggin. If you want to keep up with us, we're on Instagram and Twitter. Not Twitter as much anymore, but we're at Movie Muggin. If you want to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. I kind of got an idea. August is coming up, mm-hmm. and I thought it might be fun if not do a theme month like film stripping does, but maybe like I not dare you, but I I say okay, your next movie has to have this in it. We set up criteria for each other, mm-hmm. uh, stuff that we have to meet. Yeah, nothing too hard. Yeah, nothing impossible. too hard. Do you want to do that? Yeah, I do. All right, because we kind of talked about it a little bit. Like it could be like your movie has to have this actor in it. Just any anything really, or a musical, mm-hmm. or a uh, silent film, or a foreign film, or foreign film. Something you don't with, like subtitles, even though you have hearing loss. They're too distracting for him. I went to a lot of concerts. Okay, <laughs> I saw some kick-ass bands in the '80s, man. Even and, I though pay, and I'm paying for it. I'm young, and I have young person ears, and I can understand pretty much what anybody is saying. I I, <laughs> I just like having subtitles on. All right, so you want to do this? I do. All right, so next week, and I haven't put a lot of thought in this because we just kind of came up with this today in the car on the way to go get some food. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, I want to see a movie that you've never seen with Nicolas Cage in it. <laughs> okay. Maybe one of the National Treasures. You've seen the National Treasures, haven't you? Uh at least one, but I don't remember any scene from any of them. I mean, they just steal the Declaration of Independence six times. That's pretty much what goes on in there. So, okay, uh, you don't have to figure it out now. You just uh, get yeah. on uh, Rotten Tomatoes a little bit and do a little bit of searching. I'm and, just gonna Google Nick Cage movies. Yeah, five minutes before we record the podcast next week, <laughs> right? <laughs> or ten? I mean, five or ten? Maybe 11. It's going to be in between 5 and 10, you know, maybe a 6 or a 7. I, I don't really know. It's, you know what? I, I'll just, I know what you're making it's fun gonna of. It's going to be right six now. and a half seconds. You dick. All right, guys, have a movie mugging day. Boners and vaginas with teeth.